Welcome back to a cup of coffee. I am your host and speaker. <laughs> I am your host and speaker, Levo Coffee. And today we have Tatum joining us again. Hi. Yay. I love that you like automatically just giggle because I'm on the podcast. Because <laughs> we were talking about something beforehand and it's just we started and I was giggling. <laughs> I was mid giggle when I started. So this is going to be. The happiest part of the episode, I guess. Yeah, I guess because what we're talking about is not happy at all. <sighs> I know, right? And that's the reason why it, it has taken me so long to make the episode was because it is such a heavy topic. Mm-hmm. After the last episode I had with Kathleen was such a heavy topic, I wanted to try to like, I guess, make it like a lighter episode mm-hmm. that's the next that's my next episode but but the world doesn't care about that or how it's gonna make you feel it just keeps getting shittier yeah <laughs> like shit just keeps happening and like part of me always wonder right because you know i like to watch history i just watched 300 uh-huh. right i like to watch historical things and i always think like has this is this what life has always been like but now we just have technology to where we can share information, you know, instantly with each other. I think it's both. But I also think that because we have technology to share information with each other, more bad shit is also happening. I think like how like I think technology definitely affects all the bad shit happening, like climate change, like, you know, mass shooters a lot of times are in you know chat groups and incel groups and you know radicalized like groups that are where they're communicating with other people who only think one way and so then they think that that's the one way of thinking and get really brainwashed by the internet and which is why there's a whole resurgence of you know white supremacy in the kkk and like shit like QAnon and like the anti-vax movement and like all of this BS um, is also a cause of, I mean, a, oh, it's a consequence of having like technology and the internet. So like, yeah, I think that like it does contribute to it. Okay. But I also think that, like, humans can be evil sometimes. Yeah, because that's what I always think about. I always think, like... And humans have always been evil. Like, there's always been evil humans who kill people. Well, yeah. And, like, I definitely believe technology has made a, like, rapid increase in this happening. You know, in these mass shootings that that have been taking place. Mm-hmm. Because... Because of everything you said, and I also think it's just one more factor that the killers are almost in a way glorified. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying people are out there worshiping them, and some people are, but what I'm saying from the fact is like their face is everywhere. So you're getting that 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. That, let's be real, anyone would die for it because once you're famous, you're always famous and you always can, you know, make a quick buck off your name. You know, 
you can always well even if it's just like i will say though i feel like the news like the media has been a lot better about trying not to glorify the um the perpetrator because of that because it inspires you know um copycat killers basically and it inspires people to you know read their manifestos and like I, I don't under I, the same influence i don't know about that because uh the last guy who just did the last mass shooting uh-huh. well the last big one like we involving. just did some research as we just did some research it was a lot of mass shootings that didn't go uh-huh. even public but in texas yeah the one in texas where the guy who did it was hispanic his face is everywhere, and they're interviewing both his parents, and the interview, the parents' interviews are everywhere, and it's he. We bring down on about his background and what he did for fun, and who, who his friends were, and uh, the guy who did the other shooting, who did the shooting in was it in New York? Mm, was I'm not say, sure. I think oh, it was in the, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo, New York. They interviewed. Uh, they talked about his background and how he was doing, and. Everything like that, and his face was out there, and his family face was out there. It's just that the mass shootings are happening back to back now, to where, you know, the faces aren't aren't out there as long. Mm-hmm. But people are still getting getting put on social media, and they're being talked about. And if they aren't being talked about, it's people telling other people not to talk about them because right. talking about them is going to make them right. more popular. Which is going to lead people to talk about them. So it's like a infinity. It's just like a bad cycle. Yeah. It's like it's like an, like an infinity cycle. A bad one, like you said, of people just going in circles, talking about, not talking about, to talk about, to not talk about. Mm-hmm. The same thing. And let's be honest, the access to guns is too easy. Mm-hmm. There's not really a need for the everyday person to have a gun. Yeah. Like, and this, and I'm not anti-gun. I'm not, and I, I, I will probably never be anti-gun. But something has to change. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like something. And it's like, the people who argue, like, for guns are always like, well, it's our right to bear arms and our right to form a militia in case the government you know, so that the government doesn't become a dictatorship. And, but, I mean, it's just so detached from reality to think that you're, you're, you know, even if you have some AK-47s on deck, some AR-15s on deck, you're not, you're not what's keeping the government from being a dictatorship. You and your little, you know, shed full of guns isn't going to stop a tank from just running over your home. But if it, if, if the government really wanted to, it, you know, and not to mention, like, it's also like they, well, it's this delusion that they believe that they are what they are, that the citizens being armed is what's stopping the government from becoming a dictatorship. And then you get into conversations with these people and, you know, conversations that I've had with people on the internet um, who are, you know, very pro-gun. And they're like, like I was talking about, I was comparing it to, 
you know, buying a car, how when you buy a car, there's like a whole training process you have to go through and a whole waiting period. You have to, first you have to take a written test that you have to study for. And then once you take the written test, you have to do six months of behind the wheel driver training with a licensed and trained professional mm-hmm. in order to, to then take another test um, w- with like a certified person giving you the test. And then after that, not only do you have to, when you buy a car, you have to register it every year and you have to be insured. Yep. All of those things are required just to drive a vehicle. So if it's required to have all of that training and all of those certificates and all of that waiting and and time in between when you first want to drive versus when you can actually acquire a car and use it then why is the same kind of level of seriousness taken for a machine that's literally used, built for the purpose of killing people? And when you can walk into a gun show in America and not show your ID and pay cash for a gun and there's no paper trail of you purchasing it, it's just, you can do that. In any state in California, in state in California, any state in America, there's a gun show. A lot of times, they will not ask you for a background check. They will not ask you for licenses. They will not ask you for a mental health check. They will not ask you anything. If you have the cash to do it, you can buy a gun. Yeah, but there's no but. Honestly, it should be harder to buy a gun because I do agree with you. I understand the reason why people say they have the right to bear arms, but to the point that you were saying, if the government really wants to come into your house, you're not going to stop them. They don't need a tank. Right. They just have more people with guns than there are civilians who who have guns. Like, they're trained shooters. Like, they're trained to shoot a target. They're trained to shoot moving objects. They're trained to, to, yeah. they're trained to do this. They're the very a- organized. And, like, the average everyday person isn't that trained. And the average person who will even join, like, a militia, if they're trying to, you know, join, like, a little militia to counteract the government, that's when the government can then bring in tanks and bring in or just surround them. Well, I mean, we saw what happened when Americans, gun-toting Americans, tried to take over the government. We saw that on January 6, 2021. Yeah. Is that 2021? Yeah. Yeah. It was twenty twenty one, and that lady got shot. Uh, yeah, the lady got shot, and I mean, but also at the same time, they didn't do shit. They broke a few windows. Yeah, the lady got shot because he said of all the chaos of everything. Yep. But they broke a few windows. That's it. Guns really aren't necessary. Like, and like, I, I understand, you know, if you take the guns away, bad people are still going to get guns. Like, cops are still going to have guns. And, you know, that that's the argument people are saying. I just feel as if, if you're a cop and you have a gun, when you go to the office, you, you got to turn it in before you leave, before you leave the office. You know, before you get in your car and go home. 
Um, there's really not a reason to have a gun as, as a civilian. Most people aren't, don't live in the woods or so we're not hunting. Most people live in a civilized place. If you do want to go hunting, you're actually going into the mountains or to go hiking and do all this other stuff to go hunting. So that's a rare thing. But then you could use a crossbow, like, bro, like bow and arrow, something like that. It's, 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 it's other ways to even hunt. Okay. But even then, like, okay, I understand it's a hobby. I understand hunting is a very big cultural thing. I understand that um, people use guns to, you know, keep animals off their property and to, you know, deal with coyotes and all this stuff, which, okay, cool. That's fine. I'm not arguing for get rid of like i mean in a perfect world yeah i would want to get rid of all the guns full australia style do a gun buyback program so people who do have guns get a get paid from the government to turn them in that way they're not at any kind of financial loss and it would be a a motivator <laughs> to turn in your gun mhm and there and in a perfect world, like there'd be consequences if you didn't, if you did have a registered gun that if you didn't turn it in, you know, you could get fined for it or whatever. Um, and I definitely think that there's ways of regulating that way. However, I know America is never going to get to that place. America, the relationship between America and its guns is far too deeply seated. But see, and well, let me finish. And, I feel like Americans are never going to let that happen of a total, total ban. So if that's the case, if we're just naturally just going to have guns regardless, then we need to outlaw gun shows. We need to not have them sold at fucking Walmart. Have it be a super exclusive, like, you have to go through X amount of training. You have to go through this amount of testing. You have to so you also have, like, if you own a gun, you have to have personal liability insurance on you and that gun. You have to have um, every year pay registration fee and... Um, you also need to know how to, I think you. they need to give you training on how to, uh, like, deal with gun violence and how to, you know, handle those types of situations where, like, you could potentially need to use a gun. For example, like, if there was a mass shooter and you wanted to be the guy who has the gun to protect the people, sure. You want to be that guy, but if you don't have any fucking training and you just are the guy who plays hella Call of Duty and has a has a gun and wants to shoot at the bad guys, like, but you don't have any fucking training, that's a problem. Like, but, I think but, that there's so much more that needs to happen before people should be able to buy buy and use a gun. But here are some of the, the, the like, like problems that I, I see with what you're saying. It's real classes because you're going to have to pay for an insurance. You're going to have to pay for this and pay for that. But it's like, okay, but what about the average everyday person who won't be able to afford to pay for all these different fees and for all these different classes and all these different trainings? 
who want a gun. So then you only have the rich and powerful who have all the guns who already don't care about poor people as it is, who then can target and do anything that they want to do, who can then buy guns and then resell them to somebody else and give them away to somebody else, which can, can get guns back in the market. Sure, but that's, that's... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So it's like, if... So that's a little extreme just from my, from, from my point of view. But I do agree with, like, gun shows should not be a thing. I, I, I don't believe you should be going around touring a whole bunch of guns and people, local people just bring their guns in that they either made or bought or got passed down for generations or for whatever it is mm-hmm. and, for, and have it for sale and you can just get it. Um, I don't know if they don't always check your ID. I, I've heard that rumor that they don't check your ID and they don't check anything or any registration or any licenses. I've heard the rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is true and if it does happen, that's dangerous because you're passing guns to people who are 18, 19, 20 years old, but they're able to get in there to get to that gun show. I think there does need, need to be a lot more. I, does, I do think that there needs to be um, no guns to most of the population. Now, if you live on a farm and you're like in, you know, Minnesota somewhere, or even if you're in California and you live, you know, inland in California and there's critters trying to get to your crops or there's wolves trying to kill your you know your cows or whatever and you got to shoot them you should have a gun to defend your defend your land i agree with that i'm not going to say those people shouldn't have guns because they're not going to be out there and i'm not going to be out there for them fighting those wolves i'm not or whatever they're trying to attack them. I'm, I'm not fighting them for them <laughs> but they should be able to defend themselves i'm talking about people who live in like we live in Orange County. There was a shooting in Laguna at what? A church. Mm-hmm. Lisa Viejo. Uh, so yeah, in Lisa Viejo. That that person should not have had access to a gun. Yeah. It should, you should not be that easily able to, to access and or get a gun. Um, the shooting that happened in Buffalo, New York. That person should not have had access to a gun. There's no reason why he should have been able to go shoot those people. The shooting that happened in Texas. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why. Again, he should have eighteen-year-old boy had access to a gun. The police pulled up on the scene, which goes into the next thing. The next thing that you were saying when I was thinking about, which you were like, "Oh, if you want to be the person who's trained to shoot and go do there and have a gun to go, we have people who do that. They're called police officers. They're trained to shoot. They're taught how to shoot. They're taught how to 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 uh, disarm somebody. They're taught all these different things." They're just not going to do it. Oh no, I know. I, that was I was more so bringing that up, and because that's something that I see a lot of is people saying they want to have a gun on them so that they can be the person when, if they were in that situation, they could stop the shooter from killing more people, and they they believe that the solution to guns is more guns, and but I I want to go back and and address what you said earlier about how um putting all those limitations and training requirements and and course requirements and testing and all of that for guns as being classist, well, you could say the same for cars. I mean, I had to pay $600 for my driving lessons and you have to pay, you know, I pay 200 plus dollars in registration fees every year. I pay you know, my my I have to pay for car insurance, which is you know, 
over a hundred dollars. I have to pay for my gas, which now is ridiculously expensive. I have to like driving a car is a classist thing. Driving a car is a classist thing. However, now in the Mer- in at least in our everyday life, I know some people who don't drive cars every day. In our everyday life, we need cars, so that's that's a little bit different because this is a that's a process of life that you have to go through and that you need to go through to be able to do anything, especially nowadays. Then like, shouldn't that be more accessible to poor people? Well, it is like. That's why a lot of poor people take public transportation. Most people who I know who are poor have a car now. It's not the best car, and I and I think that's where that's where our our thinking differs. Because to me, I'm thinking like, yo, if you got a a bucket uh Toyota Camry that can only go fifty miles every day, you still have a car, and you're just gonna have to live closer to your job, which or or, right. or you drive it to the parking ride, which like, which I know a lot of people do who who aren't even poor. Drive your car to the parking ride, get off, take the bus, go in, take the bus to work, take the bus home, get back in your car from the parking ride, then go home because it's cheaper and saves you less money than, than spending money on gas. So people, poor people just doing that anyway just because... Right, but so what's the complaint with poor people not having access to guns? Because like, because, because if cars when, are also... But but when it comes to guns, let me, let me when it comes yeah. to guns, right... That's different because I need to have the same level of the same ability to protect myself as you do. Because if only rich people have guns, what's to stop them from just going into poor neighborhoods well, and just shooting? It's not people? like guns are affordable. Yes, it's, they are. I mean, they're not like a quick, cheap buy that you can just like quickly afford. Shoot, I mean, yeah, if I, can get, I can get a gun right now for seventy five dollars. Right, but some people don't have an extra seventy five dollars to spend on a gun. Sudi, I, I know, I, I understand, I understand that, and I understand what you're trying to say. But if you're poor, you know somebody who knows somebody who has a gun. You know somebody who has a gun that you can go get the gun from. There's always going to be a gun. Right. Hold on, let me, there's going to be a gun nearby. So guns are accessible. Guns are out there. Guns are guns are relatively affordable right now. If you only allow if you say hey you gotta we gotta pay for this class and pay for this and do this and do all these different things to be able to get a gun poor people are either going to just get guns illegally and just keep them and just have them anyways and when they get caught it's going to be like a super fine or they're going to be in jail or whatever the the well it's the same thing when poor people don't have licenses and they don't have car insurance and they don't their cars aren't registered and stuff that's what happens when they get caught. They get, you know, yeah. there's an extreme fine to that. And my point is that cars that aren't even built to kill people, they're built for transportation, but have a high chance of killing somebody and have the ability to kill somebody. You have to go through all of this training and pay every single year a lot of money to be able to operate a vehicle. No, I understand that. But this is what I'm saying. As a person who grew up poor, you can't, and who then moved to the suburbs, if I'm around those people and I can't have a gun, when the people who I was around with when I was in high school, who I didn't get along with, who can afford those guns, if they had guns and I didn't have a gun, 
that because I can't afford it because I can't afford to go to this class or that class or do this or do that or my mom can't afford to go to this class or that class to get a gun but their parents can that's that's not I'm not going to feel safe especially now as an adult knowing those same people are now saying oh you're you're this that and third because you're black or you're lazy that and third none of them think that way it's like okay they can afford but that, guns but, I, I don't know they can afford guns I can't the level of safety and protection that I have is now lower than what they have. So if anything happens, you're not in the position of power. But the the whole purpose of doing it and the whole purpose of, you know, having the extended background checks, having the testing, having the licensing, having all of that, the whole purpose of that is to make it so that there are less guns. No, no. To make them harder to access. That's the point. If the background check is going to be... You know, if it, if all this is, a, is an affordable price, I'm not knocking that to say, hey, you have to go. You got to spend, you know, one Saturday or what, 12 hours to do like this computer test to figure out, you know, like or. Or just the same way that they require you to do X amount of hours behind the wheel before you get your license. You should be doing X amount of do- hours at the range getting, okay. you know, certified so, to be able to. So, yeah. So, 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 so that that's. I can agree with that. So, like, if it's like that, but like, hey, you got to go, you got to have, you know, at least seven hours behind the range. You got to, you got to have at least two hours of this class taken to uh, over here. And if, so long as it's all affordable, it's like, okay, this class costs, no matter who you are, rich, poor, whatever, it costs fifty dollars. You know, you can't go anywhere else specifically to take a, a, a private lesson. No, you got to come go down to the 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 gun MV or whatever you want to call it, and then and then. Take this class like everybody else. Just the handbook everybody gets. If it's like that, if it's like like you're saying now, like the driver's ed, but it's mm-hmm. gun ed. Where it's like, hey, this costs what? What that that, that thing costs fifty dollars to take to take your little driver's ed test. It take what, what, like well, my my driver's ed class to cost six hundred dollars. Well, no, so like so so I didn't take driver's ed because I just went until I was eighteen and got my license. So I'm like like whatever it'll cost was like okay six hundred dollars for your driver's ed, or if you're like hey. Read this book. Take the take take the written test. After you take the written test, you after you read, like everybody do, read the book then written test. And after that, you got to go to the range for X amount of hours. Shoot, 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 shoot. They'll teach you how to clean a gun. If do all that stuff, and then you gotta then you gotta have a license, and then you get maybe you do gotta pay for a a, a licensing fee once and I think a year. You need to get a psychological evaluation. Okay, you okay, cool. But all that would have to be affordable, and would have to be gun done through the you know the general gun organization or something like that to where it'll all be equal like it uh, is for getting a driver's license and if you fail one part of it there is no going around there is no going through if that's what you're saying yeah i definitely agree with that but just but the way it sounded originally it sounded as if you were like saying that they would have to pay x amount of like you know pay a lot and pay for this pay for that it's like the average person can't do that and they're, no, I'm and, just and, saying, and they're still going to want their guns. I'm just saying, in the same way you got to pay for insurance in case you kill somebody with a car, yeah. you need to pay for insurance in case you kill somebody with a gun. We're not, if yeah. you have, if you, just like you need to pay your registration for your car, you need to pay your registration for your gun. Just like you need to pay to have driving lessons, you need to pay to have gun lessons. Just like you need to, that's, that's all the payment I'm talking about. Like, okay. I'm not saying that they need to pay like, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars what i'm saying is there needs to be a recognition and a financial responsibility attached to 
owning and operating a gun and having that be attached to you, you know, and have a clear government paper trail who has what guns and who has what insurance for said guns and who, you know, just like they have all of those records about us with our cars. No, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly because it should be harder to, it should be harder to, it should be harder to get a gun than it is to get a driver's license. It should be, you have, you should have more training. You should have more, no more knowledge. You should have to go uh, a psych background and you should be, uh, I think we should be, we should be forced to like once a month, like, Hey, I got this gun. I got this gun. Take a picture, uh, register the serial number online. And if you, let's say you have six guns and you want to register five that month, you, you're getting a visit. Hey, where, where's this other gun at? Why, why is it in the register? So that way we can keep track of who has what gun, what gun is used for where, with, which, you know, and if you do, let's say you are a quote unquote hunter and you do go hunting and you lose a gun, you should have to report that as soon as possible and report where you lost it at. So that way, if it does pop up or something like that, it can be kept track of and returned or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So I do think it needs to be more done for guns because it's like we uh, I went to this website before we started recording this. It's called gunviolencearchive.org. And it's so many it's so many mass shootings on here. Like it was one just from May to June. It's about 25 per page. It's about over 75 mass shootings. Fucking crazy. Where and where at least and where I say just play with the numbers. If it's 10 or more people who got injured in the first three pages, I say it's about five of those. And that's just the people who got injured. There's some where people were more than two people were even, you know, sadly, their, their lives have been lost. Mm-hmm. And the it, it's it's ridiculous because why would we even have to have this this website? It's, and it's just. Yeah, no, it's heartbreaking. I mean, it's. It's gotten to the point where, unfortunately, we're all we've all gotten so used to hearing about this mass shooting, that mass shooting, this mass shooting, that mass shooting, and I think that the Uvalde shooting is really shook a lot of people up because we haven't had a shooting that was just that was mostly this many young kids, um, like Sandy Hook, where. You know, these kids are nine and ten years old, eight, nine, ten years old. And unfortunately, like, these kids had to grow up in a post-Sandy Hook world where they were trained. They've been trained since kindergarten, since preschool, on what to do in case there's a mass shooting at their school. Like, I had to train two and three-year-olds when I was a preschool teacher on what to do if there's a mass shooting at our school. And this is just a normal thing that these kids are growing up with from the day from day one of going to school. That's- and these kids, their entire lives, just have to live with this reality that it could happen to their school at any time. And unfortunately, it did happen to the Evalde the school in Valde in 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 uh Texas, and see like see to me it's like I remember growing up in L A. We we have like lockdowns right. It's like oh, a shooter in your neighborhood or 
something happening in the neighborhood. They're going on lockdown, so we couldn't leave school. And to me, I was like, okay, that's normal. If something happens in the neighborhood, kids are one, kids are off limits, right? Like mm-hmm. kids need to be safe because they're off limits. They're babies. Close everything down. Stay away from the school. But now it's like kids are being the targets and the victims of these crimes because other kids are doing this. And then you have the shooting at the grocery store and at a church. And it's like people are just getting out of out of fucking massage spa targeting Asians because of COVID. It's a, like, a massage spa. It's like people are just now just shooting at anyone who upset them. And, and I, I, I was in a mindset of, of one point saying, hey, we just need more guns. Like, I, I definitely thought that. And I definitely, like, I definitely think that's a little bit as well. I'm kind of stuck between, like, yo, let's just get, everybody get rid of their guns. Just turn them all in. Mm-hmm. And I'm stuck between, well, hey, if we all got them, less crime because you wouldn't really want to pull your gun out because you might get shot. But then it's like, no, because the more you have guns that are out there, the more shootings will happen because there are more mm-hmm. guns. So it's like, it's... Yeah, and I mean, statistically speaking, when you own a gun, the chances of that gun being used on you are, mu- are, are like, extremely high. Well, yeah, that makes sense because, like, if you don't own a gun, more, more if you don't own a gun, it's more like your you chances of interacting with a gun and are lower, are because, way lower. Yeah, because but if you have one, I understand that your, your chances are higher. Of, of experiencing gun violence yourself goes through the roof. Yeah, and it, like, I don't know. It's just it's just such a frustrating topic because I feel like Americans are so brainwashed. To think that this obsession with guns is normal and this obsession with violence is normal. I mean, it really isn't normal in most developed countries. This obsession with violence and with guns and with, like, in the country that glorifies violence. Like, we are a country that glorifies violence and villainizes, like, sexuality and, like, expressions of love. (laughs) Like, it's backwards it's so backwards well i feel like it's, it's mainly backwards what well, yeah i feel like a lot of part of lot uh what has a lot to do with it being so backwards is the fact that we're still being judged and ran by the laws of the 1700s yeah like when when republic or Republicans or Democrats are talking back and forth. One of the talking points are always the Constitution. And it's mm-hmm. like... And the entire basis of our country's government and what our laws are are based on this one piece of paper that was written by four men in 200 years ago. 200 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. And those laws, they're controlling us with those laws. And... Instead of seeing how things grow and develop over time, it's like, no, this is what I know. This is who I am. And it's like, you're judging people off things that weren't you weren't even around to experience or nor witness. Mm-hmm. The, we, we know these stories of these people because things have been written down and passed on from generation to generation. And more people are doing more history and more reading and 
uh, more, gaining more knowledge about it. But for the most part, you're just saying, okay, they said this, so we're doing this. But you don't see how life has grown. You don't see how people have grown, how things have changed. Society has changed. And, and how you should, as a person, realize that, oh, we we really don't need this anymore. We really don't need society to be this way anymore. Like, we really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, the average everyday person, why would you need a gun? Mm-hmm. In Orange County, why would you need a gun? Mm-hmm. To for what? Who who are you shooting at in Los Angeles? Why do you need a gun? Yep. Who are you shooting at? What are you shooting at? In Vegas, why would you need a gun? And it's so funny because it's like I feel like these people who are you know the gun toting Americans <laughs> are the same people who are like, oh, don't live in fear. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like we're lions, not sheep. We don't live in fear. Da 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 da. It's like, well, if you're not afraid, then why do you have a gun? Yep. The only people who have guns are people who are afraid of something happening to them. Yep. So they have a gun to protect themselves because they're afraid of something how ha- something attacking them. They're afraid of needing to protect themselves. Yep. And it's like, it's just so backwards, and it's so frustrating. And again, and I'm gonna say this again. I understand for the people who like live in places where wolves or wild animals come to their house or their front yard or their backyard and they're in danger, so they gotta have it to, you know. Yeah, I go lie. Like if I lived in like a remote cabin in fucking Montana and black bears were in my jacuzzi. Yeah, like I'd like to have some protection. You know, like I get having a gun in that situation. I get having a gun in the situation of like like example like skeet shooting is like a huge it's a sport it's an olympic sport and people you know are like shooting target in in like triathlons and stuff i get it i understand it but it doesn't have to be a it doesn't have to be fucking assault rifles and semi-automatic weapons and b it doesn't need to be this glorified, like, why do you have a gun bumper sticker? Why do you have two guns in the shape of a cross mm-hmm. on your in a tattoo on your body? Why are you glorifying these objects, these, these killing machines, literally built to take the life of another human being? And you're putting that on your body with pride. Yeah. It's, Absolutely it's- insane. The the uh, the obsession Americans have with with violence, with guns, it is insane and it is drastic. And this, I we were talking about this today at my job, and it's like it seems that people really want that fifteen minutes of fame and whatever the hot topic is, guns. I know I talked with Kathleen my last episode about Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. These are the things that people are going to talk about and want to focus on, and they're willing to do pretty much anything for them. Now, I don't know, I would ever get a gun tattooed on me. Like, I, that's just stupid. I'm not crazy. Like, what? That's just like, what is it going to symbolize? How's it going to look? Is it doesn't mean I, I like guns. Am I? Am I a shooter? Am I violent? Am I praising guns? If it's a cross, it's stupid. I feel like the the. I feel like. I don't know, bro. I feel like. I understand how, like, people who are on the the right, like the gun-toting Americans say America 
has become softer. We're so we're so soft now. I get that. I see that. But also, see how the left side who's being called soft is like, hey, but you guys are stuck in the fucking past. And it's like, yeah, I see that too because y'all really trying to fight over having guns and not letting, allowing women to do what they want to do with their bodies all in the sense of the name of power. Like, I feel like that's really what it comes down to. They just want to have power and control and a gun Absolutely. is a, a gun is a powerful thing. A, law, a gun makes a gun makes somebody feel powerful. Yeah. A a gun can make you go from five seven to six four. Yeah. Like you like you become you become, you know, a big person when you have a gun and I feel as if it's all about power and they're trying to keep the laws and make more laws to keep them in power. So that way things can continue to go their way. And it's like, I mean, and that's only the only reason why the NRA, I mean, the Republicans push, you know, gun rights and all of that so much is because people like Ted Cruz, people like Lindsey Graham, people like Mitch McConnell are getting paid so much fucking money by the NRA. And... To lobby for, you know, gun rights. But here, here, here's it's my... Again, about power and money and, yeah. But here's my thing, right? And when I'm going to say this, I'm going to sound a little bit, uh, what's the word? I don't know the word for it. Like a dick, but if... <sighs> I'm not saying I condone shooting adults. I'm not saying to go out there and start shooting each other. No, right? I'm not saying that. But when you start to target kids, like what, like that's when we all, everybody as a as a group, right? Because any hook we thought was going to be just, mm-hmm. you know, a one a one time thing that happens every once in a while. I'm sorry to say every once in a while, but like once every 10, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, it's like oh. We're talking about this again because this happened 20 years ago type type situation. Yeah. But it's like, okay, now it's happening again to some to some, to some more kids. We got to kind of start looking at this and laws need to be changed and the politicians need to, get, uh, you know, get up off their ass on their feet and, and, and make some laws, make some changes to figure out what's going on because when you target the kids, that's when you target in the future and you don't want to shape their future to be a shitty one because you're in your fucking 60s, 70s, 80s. And you don't really care about what's going on in the future because you're dying. I mean, I could go on a whole fucking tangent about how I think there needs to be an age limit on politicians and how people who aren't going to be here in 20 years are making laws that will affect people for the next 50 years, you know, like. Well, here's the thing, though. Well, what people don't really truly understand, and um, middle age is technically 36, 30, like what, 38. Mm-hmm. The average person, like, what, well, most women live to be 77. I think men are, what, 75. And I'm, I think I'm pushing those numbers up, like, give or take, what, one or two on both. Mm-hmm. So, middle age is literally when you hit 38, that's the middle of your life. Like, like that, mm-hmm. that's it. So, why are people who are, who happen to live to be, 80 making laws. I thought retirement age was 65. <laughs> why, why, why are you... Why are you well, cut? unfortunately, in America, people can't afford to retire 
And especially us when we when we get up there and we realize that they ain't got no social security left for us, we're we're gonna have to work until we die. Yeah, that that <laughs> like, is a that is a sad fact that I that I know, and I'm aware of, but even still, as a <laughs> as as a politician, as a whatever they are, mm-hmm. if. The national retirement age is 65. Why are people in their 70s and 80s making laws for us? They can be a, a, a co, you know, what's that little, the person you, a confidant that you go talk to and mm-hmm. not confidant, like a, like an OG to, to up and coming politician. <laughs> yeah. Right. They can do that and go back to being a lawyer and practicing law. Like an advisor. Yeah, like an advisor. That's the way. They can go be an advisor or, or go practice law or trade become a, a a trainer for the upcoming generation or just run off to the fucking sunset because they got money like that. Mm-hmm. So if we have a retirement age for everyday people, why don't they? Right. Absolutely. Why Why is it that a justice is on their seat for life? Absolutely. That part. Like, like I don't know anybody who gets a job and, and can't have that job for life. No. No. It's it's ridiculous. Changes need to be made, but I feel like we're gonna just end it here on this one because like we can keep talking about yeah. this for days and days. And at the end of the day, it's just I feel like we need to just pretty much just I guess raise our kids to be better in the future. And well, yeah. And um, I just want to say that you guys can go to everytown.org. And that's a website that has all types of information about um, gun violence statistics, as well as ways that you can help, um, how to contact your senator about creating gun laws. And just all it's a great it's a great website with tons of resources um, if you want to get involved. What is it called? Everytown.org. One more time. Everytown.org. Everytown.org. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Um, I'm going to take them out myself. But this has been Lavelle and Tatum with a cup of coffee. I'm out of here. Peace. Peace.